I'll be talking this morning on uh, the blessing and release of the first things. And, uh, you know, God is first. In the beginning, God. The first place belongs to God. In the eternal past was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. All was made by Him. Nothing that was made was made without Him. God is first, and you are created in the image and likeness of God. Uh, the heavens, the highest heavens belong to the Lord, but the earth he has given to men. God said, let us make men <clears throat> our own likeness and image. Let them have dominion over everything on earth. God gave the first place to man. So the first place belongs to you. The heavens belong to the Lord, but the earth he has given to man. The first place on earth belongs to you. But of course, there is a devil who in heaven wanted to take the first place to himself. He was a, 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 an angel of light. He had the best place in heaven, but he wanted to be above God, and he wanted to take the place of God, and he was thrown down. And on earth, he finds Adam is the first one, he's the prince, he's in the first place, and he tempted them, removed them from there, took the first place from them. Since then, the Bible says Jesus came to seek and to save not only those who were lost, but that which was lost. So that is the people and the place. The first place belongs to you on earth. Am I still with somebody here this morning? So the first place belongs to you. And uh, God wants to restore you back to the place where you belong. But he is God, and he has his word. He's exalted his word even above his name. So he's going to do it his way, to bring you back to the first place. God is first, so he's going to come to earth and be first on earth. Now remember that God is in heaven. The heavens belong to the Lord. The earth is given to men. And to be legal on earth, you must have a body. God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. For him to operate and be legal on earth, he's got to have a body. So the word became flesh and dwelt among men. So Jesus is legal. Jesus actually said that uh, whoever does not come in through the door is a thief and a robber. For you to be on earth, the door to earth is birth. You came to earth because you're born, so you're legal on earth. Jesus has the right to operate on earth because he, the word became flesh. He came in the body. He had a physical body. And when he left, we are called the body of Christ. So he's legal to operate on earth. But the devil never came through the door. He was never born. So he's a thief and a robber. He's come some other way. And so the next time the devil gives you a problem, says, you get out of here. You don't even have a birth certificate. <laughs> this illegal thing. Now, the first place belongs to you. And Jesus wants to take you back to the first place. You're supposed to prince. Prince means first. You're supposed to be in the first place. Everybody say first. That's where you belong. Now, the word of the Lord, God said he honors those who honor him. He puts in first place those who put him 
in first place. Yeah. Humble yourself under the mighty hand of God and he will lift you up. So he wants you to go to the first place, but you're going to go there his way. Yeah. He is first and he says, learn of me, I am meek and lowly. So when you learn of him and you do it his way, you humble yourself, then he's able to take you back to the place where you belong. Are we together so far, children of the most high God? Now, that first place belongs to people, but the enemy has been trying to keep us away from there. In fact, there is a battle of the first things and the first bonds. It's a real battle. The firstborn is not always the one that's born first, but the one on whom the family hopes rest. The hopes of the family rest. And there is always a struggle there. Adam came first and the devil dribbled him. And Jesus is known as the firstborn from the dead. Not because he was the first one to rise from the dead. He had risen, brought people back to life even before that. But the hopes of the human race for resurrection and eternal life are on him. He's called the firstborn. The Bible is filled with a lot of people who were not born first, but they are the firstborn. Do you remember um, Isaac? Yeah. Anybody who's ever heard of a guy called Isaac here? He's the son to Abraham, Father Abraham. Now, was Isaac born first? Isaac was not born first. Ishmael was born first. But when God comes to Abraham, he says, Abraham, take your son, your only son, Isaac, and, and, and sacrifice him at the place where I will show you. And that's very interesting. Isaac is not the one born first, but he is the firstborn. He is the only begotten of the Old Testament, and he is a type of Jesus. And so, do you remember um, in the family of Jacob, there is Reuben. Reuben was the one born first. But who is the firstborn? Joseph is referred to as the firstborn. Um, who else? Um, in, in the family of, um, of uh, Joseph, he has got Manasseh and Ephraim. And Ephraim and Manasseh, who is the firstborn? Ephraim. And by the cross, of course, it's a beautiful one, that uh, you have got the 12 sons of Jacob from Reuben to Benjamin. And then you've got the two sons of Joseph who were born in Egypt. And they were engrafted into the blessing of Abraham. They are called by the name of Jacob. So you have got 14 tribes, but only 12 are mentioned. They are called the 12 tribes of Israel, but actually they are 14. Ephraim and Manasseh were blessed by their grandfather who became their father. They will be called by my name. And he brought them into the family blessing by crossing his hands. And they're a type of us, the church of God. We are part of Israel by the cross. And we get the blessing of the firstborn. Joseph is a type of Jesus. He's a type of the firstborn, so we come into the family. Israel is not the first nation on earth, but God said to Moses, he said, uh, go tell Pharaoh, because you've touched my firstborn, I'm going to touch your firstborn. Of the 10 plagues that came upon Egypt, the one on the, of the death of the firstborns was the first one mentioned before all the others. God said to Moses while he was going to Egypt, do tell Pharaoh because you've touched my firstborn, I'm going to kill yours. 
Israel may not have been the first nation, but they're the firstborn nation because the hope of the world, the Messiah was going to come through them. Are we together so far? So wherever there is the firstborn, there is a battle. The devil wants the first place, the first things. And then do you remember, maybe for the sake of reading, do you have a Bible with you this morning? Do you still carry Bibles to church? Oh, man. Maybe let's read Exodus chapter 13. Um, Exodus chapter 13, verse 12 and 13. When you found it, say amen. If not yet, say oh me. Exodus 12, rather 13, verse 12 and 13. You are to give over to the Lord the first offspring of every womb. All the firstborn males of your livestock belong to the Lord. Redeem with a lamb every firstborn donkey. But if you don't redeem it, break its neck. Redeem every firstborn among your sons. Now I'll read that again. You are to give to the Lord the first offspring of every womb. All the firstborn males of your livestock belong to the Lord. Redeem with a lamb every firstborn donkey. And if you do not redeem it, break its neck. Redeem every firstborn among your sons. Father, I thank you for the reading of your word. Touch my lips and my mind and my heart. Let every ear that is here be able to hear what your word is saying to us in Jesus' name. Amen. Ah, now you see, God gave them from the beginning a, um, uh, a command. Everything that opens the womb belongs to the Lord. Why? Because the first things belong to the Lord. First place. All the firstborn males of your livestock belong to the Lord. Redeem with a lamb every firstborn donkey. But if you do not redeem it, break its neck. Redeem every firstborn among your sons. Now, Obviously, you can imagine there would be some child who would ask, Daddy, we have a, 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 a donkey, that's a, 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 a colt that's just come into our family, and now we've got to break its neck. What's wrong with it? What has it done? Why can't we keep this beautiful colt? And God was giving them a picture that they would see all the time that the first things belong to the Lord. Now, here is a cult. It's the firstborn donkey. It is born with a death sentence. And if it is to live, they will have to take a lamb, a spotless, beautiful lamb, and kill it on its behalf. That's the only way they can be able to keep that donkey. Now, Come with me to the New Testament, and you remember the story of the Lord Jesus just about to come in triumphantly into Jerusalem a few days before he's going to go to the cross. And then he sends his disciples. He says to them, go to the village ahead, and there you'll find a donkey and its colt. They will be tied, untie them, bring them to me. If anybody asks you, what are you doing? Tell them the master has need of them, and then they will immediately release them to you. Indeed, the disciples go to the village. They find a donkey, and it's called tied. They untie them, and when they are asked, what are you doing? They say, the master has need of it. They release them, and 
and bring them to Jesus. And Jesus then sits on the colt of the donkey. The colt of the donkey. And then the people begin to take their coats, their jackets, and their clothes and put them on the colt and on the ground. And they put a leaves on there and they begin to say Hosanna Hosanna in the highest and there is Jesus riding triumphantly victoriously into Jerusalem there was crazy oh we remember that story it's a beautiful story right there Jesus comes in triumphantly walking he is riding on the colt the colt of a donkey now that's very interesting because there was a donkey and the colt of a donkey that colt must have been the firstborn donkey that colt was supposed to have its neck broken when they asked why do you want it the master has need of it well maybe they didn't want to give up their lamb for that stupid thing by the way the donkey is known for four things it is slow it is stupid it's stubborn and it stinks (laughs) and so who would want to give their lamb for this one colt that has just come but then Jesus rides on the colt and the death sentence is suspended who is Jesus riding on the colt he's the lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world and so that colt has a new lease of life oh hallelujah if any man be in Christ Jesus he's a new creation the old is gone the new has come there is a new lease of of life right there so can you imagine that if that cult could talk man uh, it would say uh, I, I, I had a death sentence on me I was born to die there was no chance oh thank God the Lamb of God came one moment it was supposed to die the next moment it's uh, it says walking on red carpet Huh? Everybody is uh, putting on their clothes and so that this donkey can walk. The type, it is a shadow of you and I. One moment, we are supposed to die eternally, yeah. our neck broken. The next moment, because Jesus is riding on us, men, we are entering into places we could never enter before. We are honored and blessed because we have the one who is the firstborn now riding on us. The death sentence is broken and we have a new lease of life and we are honored and we have the first place on earth. Woo! I'm preaching, amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, this donkey, uh, that was a, this, the lamb, or rather the lamb redeemed the, uh, the, 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 the firstborn uh, donkey. Now, it is very interesting that um, in the families today, we still have the same challenge. We have been amazed at how many people have been delivered as we've begun to pray this prayer. In every family, God raises a hope child. In every family, naturally, there is one person, whether it is that uncle who is influential or that firstborn or that second child, but there's just one person who is influential, who was supposed, the one who was supposed to look up to, and for some reason, the devil goes for that one. And then instead of them going well with the education, going well with their uh, work and everything, they seem to struggle. 
And when they don't succeed, it seems as if the family has a problem and a struggle somehow. And since we started praying these specific prayers for the release of the firstborn, it's amazing what's been happening. In the natural, people who are supposed to die have been restored back to life. But while that has been happening, the salvation of the families has been coming through. So there's just something right there about the firstborn. Is there somebody who's saying amen or praise the Lord or owe me somewhere in this church? Oh, hallelujah. Amen. Okay. Now, in Israel, there was a day when um, uh, the son of uh, Ahab and Jehoshaphat, they went to war against one of the enemies of Israel. And as they were going, Elisha had to prophesy because they had no water suddenly. And he prophesied, this is easy for the Lord. He will give you water and he will gi- the Lord will give you water and will give you victory over your enemies as well. So Israel knew two things. One, the next morning there was going to be water. Indeed, they had pits dug that day. The following day, there was water everywhere. There had been no rain, but there was water everywhere. God had answered their prayer, and God had been faithful to his word. And then they went to fight their enemies, knowing for sure that definitely God had given them victory over the enemy. Now, here's the strange thing. As the fight was going on, the Israelites were winning right through until the enemy, the king, decided to take his firstborn son and he put him on top of the wall for them to see and he sacrificed him. When he sacrificed his firstborn son, who was supposed to be the heir, the Bible says there was such a rage that came against Israel that Israel ran away. They were defeated. They had the word of the Lord. They had the promise of God that God said to them, I'll give you your enemies. I'll give your enemies over to you. They had the prophetic word. They had seen the water. But when that sacrifice was done, suddenly they were struggling and they were defeated, though they had the word of the Lord. Is it possible to fail having heard the word of the Lord when you don't understand what is at work over there? The Bible says there was such a rage, a force that just came over. Well, it couldn't have have been just the enemy, the enemies of Israel, the natural ones, because those they were already defeating. Something happened when the sacrifice of that first child over there happened. The demonic forces came over Israel in a way they never had imagined before. There was suddenly this darkness, this force that came against them. And at that point, they forgot the prophetic word. They forgot the word of the Lord. And they just turned back on the enemies and ran away. They did not get the victory that was given to them by the word of the Lord. Why? because of the firstborn sacrifice up there. Now, they had forgotten, they had forgotten that God had already given them that kind of a sacrifice in the form of Isaac. Isaac was the firstborn that God said to Abraham, take your son, your only son, and sacrifice him at the place I will show you. And over there, there was Abraham. He went over three days' journey, and the next thing he sees Mount Moriah. Over there he went, and he sacrificed Isaac in type. 
because the book of Hebrews tells us that he reasoned that God could raise the dead, and indeed, he did get Isaac back to life. So Isaac was sacrificed in type over there when Abram saw the ram, and the ram was placed in the place of Abram, I mean, of, of, of Isaac. He was the replacement. And the Bible says, Abram, the Lord Jesus said, Abram saw my day, and he rejoiced. When did Abram see the day of the Lord? He saw that sacrifice. The one and only son is going to be represented by the ram, and that was going to be Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God. So on that day, on the place, he said, The Lord shall be seen there. Jehovah Jireh, the Lord shall provide. The Lord shall be seen there. Where? At the point of obedience, at the point of need, at the point where he had said, I will meet with you there. Jehovah Jireh is not only the Lord will provide our needs. Yes, he will provide for our needs. But Lord will provide for us when we meet with him at the place where he said we should meet with him. The place of prayer, the place of obedience, the place of giving, the place of joy, the place of peace. When you meet with the Lord at that place, God is going to take care of everything else. Oh, hallelujah. So they already had in type um, a firstborn that had been placed on the altar, and it was a type of the Lord, and so they didn't have to run away from their enemies. But because at that moment they forgot that history, they forgot that type, they ran away before an enemy that said, I'm going to sacrifice the firstborn, and there would be a release of the demonic against them. There are sacrifices everywhere around us, in different continents and different places. The People still sacrifice uh, their best. In fact, abortion, partly, is the sacrifice of the first things. Usually, the one child that is sacrificed first, it is the first child. The one who was going to be the first child, the child of the strength, is the one that is sacrificed. The Americans have lost over 40 million of their first children, and when they are when their, their universities needed those children to get in, they didn't have them. So they have relied on foreign students. They've given their best education to people who hate them. The 911 guys were educated by Americans and they hated them. And so uh, when you sacrifice the first things, there's a wrath, a rage that comes from, on, from the spirits in the air that come against the family, against the people. And that principle has never changed. The devil still wants the first thing. He wants the first place. But when we say, Lord Jesus, you are the first one in our lives. Lord Jesus, you are sacrificed for us. And Lord, we humble ourselves under your mighty hand. And Lord, we thank you that because you are the first one in our lives, the firstborns in our families, the ones who are hopes, the ones who are most influential, the ones who are supposed to be looked up to, Lord God, we thank you that you're going to break the spell of rain or from hell over them, so that when they are... Do you know that in every family that those people, if they get born again, everybody else will follow? In the book of Acts, you find that there's a number of times when it says a lot of people followed the way, including some prominent women. I think, why should they be mentioned all by themselves separately? Because there are certain people who are key people in the family, in the community, wherever you are, if they 
be the ones who are touched first by God. Everybody else is easy to find. This week you're going to be praying for family members. I want you to know this. We're going to touch the most important people and the most influential in your families in the name of Jesus this morning. And once we touch them, the rest of the family is coming. Do you know that uncle who's influential, whose opinions always go? Do you know that brother, that sister, that, the, that one who in the family gathering, if they say everything goes, we're going to target that one this morning in the name of Jesus, and something good is going to happen right there. And so we realize that the battle of the first things, the battle of the first place has never abated. Do you have a friend? Do you have a Loved one, do you have someone who is a, a, do you have a relative born who struggles with everything in life? From schoolwork to career, their relationships never seem to have direction. In marriage, they de- get taken advantage of in business. Nothing is ever established. They move from one crisis to another. In every family, God raises a pillar, a hope child, and usually that should be the one born first, the child of parent strength. The enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Without a doubt, the strategy is to weaken the firstborn and leave the family with shattered dreams and wounded hearts. From Adam to Esau, Reuben to Manasseh, it's been a battle. That age-old battle has not abated. It's still the same old devil. It is is your firstborn languishing in the prison of bitterness because of being a disappointment to the family? Is your firstborn wallowing in the mug of alcohol and substance abuse because of self-hatred and loss of hope? I have good news for you this morning. We're going to speak in the name of Jesus and release some people who are key to the blessing of the family, to the blessing that's going to come. The ultimate blessing of the family is salvation. God said to Abraham, and all the families of the earth shall be blessed through you. The blessing of the family is for everyone to come to the saving knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. And the one child, the one person who's influential in the family, who's been bound by the devil this morning, we declare they'll be free in Jesus' name. That's one person that's going to come to the Lord. You know, since we've been praying this prayer, it's amazing the testimonies we have seen and heard of people who should have died, just about to die, people who are in trouble, who were suddenly released as their relatives came to represent them in prayer, and they were released, and suddenly they're coming to us. One of the classical ones, and there's a number of them, one of the classical ones, when we went to Queenstown, we were introduced to a key family somewhere there. This family and never came to our church in Queenstown. And as we started different campuses, um, this one campus in one of the areas, we were starting at the, uh, that was the end of, um, we're going to start on the 1st of December. This couple moved from Queenstown to a larger city, and we started there the first Sunday of December. I prayed the dedication prayer for that work, and I said, Lord, as long as there's breath in our bones, and Lord God, as long as you help us in this place, there'll always be people who are praying and honoring you and worshiping, and the word will be spoken until you come or you call us home. But one thing is, in this place, there will always be a people of God. We dedicated that work that day, and guess what? They moved, we didn't know, they moved from Queenstown, to this city, and over there, that same weekend, the man had a dream. So my wife and I, uh, sitting next to him, he's, 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 he's into law, uh, big people in the law faculty, and so uh, he saw my wife and I 
close to him, and he's in this business meeting, and he wakes up in the morning, asks his wife, do they have a church in this city? And the wife says, no, I don't know of any. And guess what? They look for a church, they get from one church to another after some time, finally they come to our church after a few years. And they are key people. Back in Queenstown, they didn't even want to know about much about us. We went to their house, they, didn't, they ignored us for years. But over here today, they are members of our church at the campus because when we came over there, we broke something and we spoke over everyone that is influential, key people in this place, they will come to the saving knowledge of, the, of Jesus Christ. There's quite a number of them that I could tell you this morning of people whose lives have been touched by God who should have died, were dying, but God in his goodness, when their family members represented them at the altar and said, my brother, my sister, my father, my uncle, the aunt, that influential one, when they brought them to that place and broke the thing over them, not only did they come to Jesus Christ, but something changed in the family. Are we going to pray together? Let's all stand. I want to pray first and foremost. For every, you're thinking right now of someone in the family. You're thinking right now of someone that you know in the family that is influential, whose word seems to go, who has some form of influence. It could be actually the youngest one in the family, but for some reason they have a strong word. I want you to mention their name before God, and we're going to pray in just a moment, because that's the one who must be freed. That's the one that must come closer. That's the one who, once they come, all others cannot resist in the name of Jesus. Jesus is the firstborn from the dead. He is the hope of our families, and our families shall be blessed. You shall serve the Lord. Bless the Lord. He said, have faith in God and you will be saved. You and your household. God wants the whole, the lamb is for the family. And so you want your family to come to Christ. And yes, he will. Uh, he will bring them to himself today. Father, I thank you in the name of Jesus. I thank you, O God, for the word that has been spoken simply this morning. Lord, you are the firstborn from the dead. You are the one that came so that we may have life and life more abundantly. Thank you for that which you have done. There's hope for us today because you came. Lord Jesus, you rose again. Therefore, every dream in the family of a better life. What better life than to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ? Every dream of a better life shall come alive because you rose from the dead. Now I declare in the name of Jesus that every firstborn child or every child and every person in the family who is some key into this family will be released this morning in the name of Jesus. Everyone that has been held down by the spirit of the evil one will be free this morning. I call them to liberty. Ah, if there's any argument and any high thing that's been setting itself against the knowledge of God in their lives, I pull it down now in the name of Jesus. I declare them free to serve the living God, free to walk with Jesus, free to see the light of the glory of God. Ah, the, the fold is broken now in 
the name of Jesus, and they will hear the voice of God. They will hear the voice of the servant of the Lord. They will hear the voice of the word of God. They will hear the voice of the Lord calling them and directing them to the path of eternal life. Father, I praise you and I bless you for the gift of eternal life that is now finding its way into every family represented here this morning in Jesus' mighty name. And everybody shout a loud amen. 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 amen. Oh, hallelujah. Amen.